0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives
1: as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord tests Gideon by telling him to tear down the altar of Baal. We also see where Gideon tests the Lord's will with a fleece. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. The angel of the Lord had appeared
0: to Gideon, who was of the least clan of Manasseh and the least in his father's house. Gideon was God's chosen instrument to deliver the children of Israel from the oppression of the Midianites. We continue in Judges 6.25. Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of this rock in the proper arrangement. And take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down. So Gideon took ten men from among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him. But because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day, he did it by night. Before Gideon could lead Israel against Midian, he had to challenge the worship of Baal in his own family. Before we can minister to others, we must first minister to our own family. After God called Moses, he almost killed him because Moses had not circumcised his son. Moses had to take care of matters at home before he could lead the family of Israel. What God told Gideon to do was frightening. What would his father think when his bowl was sacrificed? What would he say when Gideon tore down his altar to Baal? God cannot be worshipped in spirit and in truth, nor can he use us to do his will, so long as the altar to Baal remains. God gives us power for pulling down strongholds, and the first thing to be removed must be any shrine we have set up. Is there some secret idol in your heart? The psalmist said in Psalm 66:18, if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear. Tearing down Baal's altar would be a statement not only to Gideon's family, but also to all Israel that if they wanted Yahweh to deliver them from the terrible plight of the Midianites, then they needed to get rid of their false gods. The Lord won't share the altar of our hearts with any other God. He alone must be worshiped. Gideon obeyed the Lord, employing ten servants to help him do the job. But this he did at night, hoping that he wouldn't be seen for fear of his father's household and the men of his city. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, there was the altar of Baal torn down, and the wooden image that was beside it was cut down, and the second bull was being offered on the altar which had been built." So they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And when they had inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the city said to Joash, Bring out your son that he may die because he has torn down the altar of Baal and because he has cut down the wooden image that was beside it. The wooden image beside the altar was an Asherah pole, which was a multi-breasted, even pornographic, figure. The worship of Baal involved vile and immoral practices. The men of the city were livid. Their prosperity was wrapped up in this fertility cult of Baal worship, or so they thought. This false religion taught that you had to appease Baal if you wanted a fertile family livestock, and crops. According to their false religion and superstition, these sacrilegious actions would jeopardize their prosperity. It didn't take them long to discover that Gideon was the culprit. They figured that he deserved to die. In truth, according to the law of Moses, they were the ones who should have been put to death for their idolatry. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Would you plead for Baal? Would you save him? Let the one who would plead for him be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him plead for himself, because his altar has been torn down. Therefore on that day he called him Jeroboam, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he has torn down his altar." Gideon may have thought that his father would be the one to throw the first stone. Instead, Gideon's father came to his defense. Was this from a motivation of love for his son? Or did Gideon's courageous action convict Joash into realizing that he was guilty of breaking the covenant with the Lord? We don't know. Either way, Gideon must have been surprised and relieved to see his father defend him against the murderous threats of the men of the city. When we obey the Lord's commandments, he often brings help from unlikely sources. God proves to us that he is willing and able to protect his faithful ones, and he uses whomever he chooses to do that. Joash's logic was sound. If Baal was really a god, then let him defend himself. Since Gideon destroyed Baal's altar, let Baal destroy Gideon. Notice that Joash said if he is a god, indicating doubt as to whether Baal was a true god. Joash had been raised a Hebrew, and he knew enough of God's law to know that it didn't allow for the worship of other gods. Perhaps Joash himself was coming to repentance through the bold actions of his son. How often it is that a born-again son or daughter has brought their parent to Christ. That day, Joash named his boy Jeroboam, meaning let Baal contend, since Gideon had torn down Baal's altar. Joash succeeded in turning away the wrath of the men of the city, and Gideon learned a valuable lesson. God takes care of those who fearlessly do his will. Verse 33. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites, the people of the east, gathered together, and they crossed over and camped in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet, and the Abiesrites gathered behind him. And he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also gathered behind him. He also sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. The Midianites were joined by the Amalekites, who were descendants of Esau. They camped in the valley of Jezreel, where many battles were fought. It will also be the scene of the last great battle of Armageddon. Now Gideon had been called by God. He had obeyed the Lord and consecrated himself and his family by tearing down the altar of Baal. But he still needed to be clothed with power from on high before he was ready to lead the children of Israel into battle. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told his disciples in Luke 24:49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. We must have the power of the Holy Spirit to ready us for our duty. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, The verse literally reads, The Spirit of the Lord clothed himself with Gideon. That phrase is both arresting and inspiring. The great thought is that the Holy Spirit of God would stoop down to clothe himself with a man and then to use that man as an instrument to do his will. How could Gideon fail when he was merely the flesh and blood clothing of the Holy Spirit who was using him to accomplish God's will? in delivering Israel. If only we would see ourselves in this same light. Jesus is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The Holy Spirit is willing to clothe himself with you. If you are willing to receive him and be fully possessed and controlled by him, you need not fear For this is the gift of the Father, and he only gives good and perfect gifts. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, Gideon blew his trumpet, and the people rallied behind him. The first responders were those from his own family clan. Evidently, his boldness in pulling down the altar of Baal had impressed them. Although Gideon had no battle experience, Like Caleb before him, he was a man who was wholly following the Lord. In addition, many others from Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali gathered behind him. This could only happen because God was behind it. What a difference it makes when we are totally devoted to God's program rather than trying to get Him on board with our program. Verse 36, So Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so when he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together. He wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. This has become known as putting out a fleece before the Lord as a means of determining God's will. A person sets forth a sign and then asks God to meet that sign to know his will. Is this legitimate? We should first note that Gideon did this out of doubt rather than faith. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Gideon had the word of the angel of the Lord, whom we believe was Jesus Christ. What other word did he need? Second, it was obvious that God was with him for why would 32,000 men gather around Gideon, an unknown young man with no war experience, unless God were with him. But obviously, God did perform a miracle to condescend to Gideon and assure him, probably because Gideon really did want to do the will of God. He just wanted confirmation. Now, when we get to the New Testament, we don't see anyone putting out a fleece before the Lord. We have been given the complete revelation of the Word of God, and we have the Holy Spirit indwelling each believer. Jesus said that the Spirit will guide us into all truth. As I've said before, usually the way the Lord confirms His will in my life is through His Word. Therefore, I don't know about this practice. It could be that you have set such conditions to know God's will and he has answered you this way. Then praise God. But if I want to know what my wife wants for her birthday, I don't set out a fleece. I simply ask her. Likewise, the closer we are in relationship with God, the more he will show us his will. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Sheep don't set out fleeces. They grow them. May God help us wholeheartedly lay hold of His calling with faith in His Word and the power of the Spirit. Now that's a recipe
1: for success. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where God tells Gideon that he has too many troops and reduces the number to 300. Then they go up against the mighty army of the Midianites and Amalekites. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible.